Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. And backing the blue. Now, here are your hosts, Captain Ed Mamet and Detective Kevin Schroeder. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cop Talk. My name is Kevin Schroeder, retired NYPD detective. And I'm here with my co-host, retired captain of police, Ed Mamet. Hello, WABC listeners. Glad to be here for another session of Cop Talk. So today, our guest, Laura Trump, I'm sure everyone knows who she is. Laura is a veteran TV producer and host. She has her own podcast, The Right View. You can go to therightview.com and listen to Laura anytime on her podcast. She's been a major figure in her father-in-law's political campaigns. Laura, welcome, and thank you for being here today. Well, I'm honored, and, um, you know, Kevin, it's been a while since you and I have seen each other in person. Yes. We go back quite quite a ways, and you got to see all the action of the campaign trail Right alongside me, once upon a time, and um, it's great to be with you. I love that you guys are doing this show, so thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, it feels like yesterday, but uh, we had a lot of fun, and it was a great experience, and um, I'm sure uh, you're gearing up to do it again, and I'm sure it'll be successful as well. We made a little history that time. Let's do it again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so how, how was your summer? Good, good summer? The summer was great. We were actually in New York, uh, in Westchester. We have a house up there and um, can't complain. You know, we got out of the, the Florida heat for a, a little bit of the time, got up to New York, got to see our old friends up there and be in our old stomping grounds. So we had an awesome summer and uh, and we're blessed to be able to have our kids down in school now in Florida. And so nice. here we are for the school year. But we uh, we're lucky we have a little bit of both. Nice. It's certainly been an, an eventful summer for your father-in-law. Good, bad, yes. up, down, in between, sideways. Uh, but no matter what happens, I mean, whenever you see him in front of these massive crowds at these rallies, he's on fire. I mean, what, what is, what is uh, President Donald Trump's secret? <laughs> I wish I knew because I would like to bottle it up, and I'm sure people would, <laughs> yes. would love to buy that. Um, they don't sell what gives Donald Trump Donald Trump like that. That's just um, something special and very unique. He is one of the most unique individuals, <clears throat> I think, on the planet. People can probably like him or hate him. all agree on that. And I think it's amazing to see how much he has actually been through. And not even in the past year or two. Let's think back to the day he came down the escalator in Trump Tower in June of 2015 and announced he was running for president of the United States. The onslaught started then, started that day in that moment, and it hasn't relented a single second since that day. And um, it's amazing to see how the antis constantly upped on the Democrat side. They're constantly having to find new ways to try and take this guy down. 
because every tactic they have used every step of the way has actually done something I think that they never expected and made him stronger. And you can actually see that now. It's it's a bit of a tangible now in his poll numbers because every time my father-in-law over the past year has been indicted, his poll numbers go up. Right. Indictment one, poll numbers up, two, three, four. And then the mugshot was a bit of uh, the nail in the coffin, I think, for the Democrats. I really think they overplayed their hand in so many ways. And there was something in that moment that a lot of people woke up in this country who really didn't even realize they were asleep. People who were never political, people who may never have voted, people who maybe voted against Donald Trump in the past election cycle or two, sat up and they said, wait a minute, something is off here. Something feels un-American and something is wrong because the same system that we feel has been failing us in this country is now going against this guy too. And they saw a bit of themselves in that mugshot. And so try though they might to take down Donald Trump. It has not worked. He has energy that abounds. He will not be stopping. He will not be quitting. He will not be lying down. So if they thought that this was a guy who was going to be like, nah, this is a little too much for me. They got the wrong one with Donald Trump. I've never seen him more focused on doing anything than he is on becoming the 47th president. Yes, we agree. We agree here. Captain? Uh, Laura, this is Ed. Uh, the campaign has released a comprehensive set of policies called Agenda 47. As part of this agenda, uh, what are the president's main plans to reduce crime and make America safe again? Well, I think step number one, we got to shut down the southern border. We've got to close the border up. The idea that we are just allowing a free flow of people, not just from Mexico and South America and Central America, but literally every country in the world is people are able to just walk over our southern border right now. They now we're going to be getting apparently IDs uh, is the latest thing that we're hearing. It's funny how sometimes they like IDs on the left and sometimes they don't. Don't know uh, how to rationalize that one. Um, but you don't know who's coming into this country. And we've seen the fentanyl that certainly has been flowing over our southern border now, killing 100,000 Americans a year. We have gangs who are, of course, coming into this country over our southern border. It causes all kinds of problems in our major metropolitan areas, which were already in a bit of a bad spot as it was because you have these very liberal, very woke DAs who are insisting on not enforcing the laws in their cities. So it's a bit of a combination of things. So I think step one is close down the border. Make sure we know all the people who are coming here into our country. Make sure they're coming here for the right reasons. Make sure that they have our, our best interests at heart as a country. Um, and then you've got to go, I think, to the heart of the problem, which is actually enforcing our laws. It's not about defunding the police in many places now. It's about refunding the police, making sure that they have available at their fingertips what they need to actually enforce the laws, to actually lock up the criminals, to actually penalize people who are breaking the laws in this country. Make sure as you go to the voting booth in November of 2024, you know for whom you are voting, not just at the top of the ticket, ladies and gentlemen, as president and vice president of the United States, but all the way down to your local DAs, because these are the people who are responsible for letting the criminals back out in the streets, 
So we have to start paying a little bit more attention as a country. I think we all know that whenever Donald Trump was in office, this was the law and order president. Man, did he support our cops. And are we so grateful for all of our men and women in blue who put their lives on the line every single day and go out and do a job that I know so many of us say thank you for doing that. Um, but Donald Trump had their back, and I think it makes a difference to men and women in law enforcement, and I'm sure you guys can opine on this, when you know that the person at the top is actually going to have your back, is actually on your side, and is actually fighting for the same things you are, which is law and order, which is keeping our streets and our cities safe. So I think those would be a couple of steps that would be in order when Donald Trump becomes sworn in as the 47th president. Well, how is his uh, anti-crime agenda? How will it differ from Biden's approach to law enforcement and policing? Can you go a little deeper into that? Well, I mean, my gosh, does does Biden even, first of all, does this guy even know where he is half the time? Secondly, <laughs> we see, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. Secondly, I mean, what, what law and, and enforcement agenda does Joe Biden have? Don't forget that in the summer of 2020, it was Kamala Harris, our vice president now of the United States, who really was pro defunding the police. This is an individual who actually, don't forget, asked people to donate to those people who were out rioting, who were out terrorizing the streets all over this country, who are burning down police precincts and our federal buildings all across America. So what agenda does Biden have? What agenda does the Biden-Harris regime have? Uh, as far as we've seen, they, they don't seem to have a pro-law enforcement agenda uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And so I, I think, again, it, it really does start at the top and go down. And whenever people who are all across this country at whatever rank you might be, don't feel like the people in charge and the people at the top have their back or have their best interests at heart, I think it's going to be a little hard for you to go out there and do your job. And, you know, you look at the fact that a lot of police officers out there are afraid to do their job these days. They're afraid that they're going to get prosecuted. They're afraid that they're going to, you know, catch a lot of heat for, for actually doing the job that they've been hired to do. And it's such a shame. We have to really change the narrative in this country, I think, in so many respects and remind people why it is so important. You look at, at what's going on right now, especially in New York City, for example, where you have Eric Adams suggesting that the NYPD and the FDNY in the coming years is going to have to roll back their spending by 15% to pay for the migrant crisis that has overtaken that city. Now, I don't know about anybody else out there, but to me, I want more funding for our police. I want more funding to take down the bad guys. I want more funding to keep our streets safe, not less. So to see people still talking about taking money away from our police officers, I think is total insanity. And it will only go to further a problem that has driven so many people out of cities like New York, so many of our major uh, metropolitan cities in this country, because people say, we don't want to live like this anymore. We can't live in fear we don't want to go out. We don't want to wear our nice clothes or jewelry out. It's not the same place that it used to be in New York. And I think you can say that about a lot of cities all across this country. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. 
They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Uh, Lara, under Biden, the Justice Department and uh, other federal law enforcement agencies have become weaponized against Biden's political enemies. How will uh, how will the President uh, Trump <clears throat> restore these agencies uh, to faithful servants of the law? Well, I think it's so it's it's important. Look, you know, we have to. It's it's fundamental to who we are as a constitutional republic and and who we are as Americans that we have trust. In our, our systems, like the Department of Justice, I mean, this is, it's a foundation of our country. And so it's really sad, I think, to see where we are now. And there is no doubt. There's no two ways about it. You can't look at what has happened to people like my father-in-law, to parents going and, and voicing their concerns at school board meetings who were categorized as domestic terrorists um, and then look at the other side of the coin, people who actually were terrorizing cities, like I just talked about in the summer of 2020, burning down buildings, destroying small businesses. Nothing happened to those people. Why weren't they called domestic terrorists? And then, of course, you compare the Trump-Biden situation, and it's laughable, and it's an insult, not just to the people of this country, but to who all of us are as Americans. We can't have a country if people don't trust our fundamental institutions like the Department of Justice. And so, look, I think my father-in-law has spoken about this several different times, and I think he said, we've got to get in there, and we've got to dismantle things. We've got to break this system apart. we got to get to the rot, because there is rot at the core of our Department of Justice. L look at the FBI, look at the CIA. They both in 2016 and 2020 worked to swing an election so that it was better an outcome for the Democrats. That is not the kind of country we want to be living in. That is not the kind of country we always thought we were. So we got to get to the bottom of this. And I think my father-in-law, again, ha has talked time and time again about how he really wants to get to the rot and the root of the problem, get those people out, and, and then start over again with, with these institutions. Because look, I think the men and women uh, who work in the ranks of the CIA and the FBI, by and large, are great people and are just following the instructions given to them by their higher-ups. But when those people at the top are bad, when those people at the top are not doing the job like they're supposed to be doing, then it is horrible for the country. It's a horrible precedent to set. It's horrible for the way the rest of the world views us as the United States. And so I think he wants to go in there, break them apart, get rid of the bad people, and start fresh with a group of people who everyone in this country can trust and feel good about. Right, Laura, I agree. Um, 
you know, it's said throughout the country, all these big police departments, and of course, right here in New York City, NYPD, we're having a problem recruiting, retaining. I mean, no one wants to become a cop anymore. I know when I was a rookie cop, you know, you had some young guys that would leave the department to go maybe to make more money somewhere else like Nassau, Suffolk County or Rockland County or wherever, a small town. But today, you have these young kids, they're getting burnt out. They, they're leaving not to go to another police department or even the fire department. They're just leaving to go, not sure what they want to do. You know, and they're just quitting, just resigning two, three, four years on the job. And that's sad. That's 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 going on um, throughout this country with law enforcement. That's sad. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, you know, we we really have put uh, our officers all around this country in such a bad spot. They've really been demonized by the left and the media. Um, and again, I'll say it. I, I'm incredibly grateful. And I think most Americans are for the job of law enforcement. I have law enforcement in my family. Some of my very close friends are law enforcement officers. And uh, I am I'm forever grateful that they have chosen to do a job that they don't know what their day will be like. They don't know if they're coming home at the end of that day or not, but they're willing to go out there and do the tough work and do the tough job so that the rest of us can live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. And yeah, you have a big problem. You had a lot of retirement. Uh, of, of law enforcement officers, probably early retirements in the wake of the uh, George Floyd stuff. You had a lot of uh, recruitment issues all over the country, but especially in the big cities. When you look at places like Chicago, and these these officers don't feel like you know their their mayor is standing up for them or doing anything to curb the problems that they see day in and day out with crime, with murders on the rise. Um, that's a really tough spot to be in. And I understand why people get burned out so quickly. So we've got to change the narrative around. We have to make sure that that we're teaching our children, our next generations, that we are so lucky to have our men and women in blue and that it is a job that is, is essential to us maintaining our way of life here in the United States. Um, it, it's such a shame, I think, to see what has happened and what has happened so quickly because people are soon going to find themselves in a spot where people have retired, they can't recruit great officers, and then the cycle will just kind of spiral down until, I mean, I'm afraid to even think about the end result of something like that. So we really have to make some changes and we have to do it quickly. How will the president coordinate with uh, state and federal government, I'm sorry, state and local governments um, to address the public safety issues, especially the growing illegal immigrant crisis. Uh, quite a few of them are starting to get arrested. And this is something I have been hopping about for, for weeks. Uh, if you look at the newspapers uh, just the other day, uh, they're starting to get arrested. They go to court. Uh, they can't be vetted. They can't be checked out because there's no database. Uh, they get released um, with no bail. Uh, with a return date, and I'm sure they're not going to show up in court. So this is going to be a continuing problem. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a huge problem. And it, and it's so frustrating, I think, because it's been so avoidable. You know, you look at, at the uh, all-time low of border crossings in, in modern history under Donald Trump, and then you fast forward a year, two years after he left office, and they're at an all-time high. And it seems purposeful in so many ways. And um, people are now starting to feel the the negative impact of that. You know, for a long time, there was a lot of talk about this is the right thing to do. You look at people like Eric Adams and Kathy Hochul, who said, you know, would recite the uh, engraving on the front of the Statue of Liberty 
and we're saying, oh, we are open. We will take everyone in. We will not just, you know, make sure you have a place to say, stay. We will protect you. Everyone should come here. Now, like a year and a half later, they're like, don't come here. We can't deal with this anymore. It's causing major issues for our city. It taxes every single system whenever you have an influx of people with nowhere to really go, with no job, with no schools, with no health insurance. It is very problematic. And so, uh, again, I think step one is obviously stopping this flow of people who have been just allowed to, to walk over our border and break our laws. That's that's number one on the agenda. Uh, but then I think you're going to have to have probably a whole task force assigned solely to this issue now um, when Donald Trump becomes president again, because it has taxed so many cities to the point that, you know, Eric Adams said the other day it's going to cost the city of New York $12 billion over the next three years to have to deal with the migrant crisis. Um, so, look, I think anyone can remember back to the days of the Trump administration and how willing my father-in-law was to go to different states, to go to any city, to go wherever the problem was and, and make sure that he addressed it. You had the Remain in Mexico policy, of course, while he was president of the United States. He actually got Mexico to send their troops to the border and pay to have them staged there to prevent people from coming over. Um, so there are so many ways, I think, that we're going to have to tackle this issue. The, the sad thing is we didn't have to get where we are today, but for the Democrats and their insistence on breaking our laws, uh, we wouldn't be in a situation like this. So I'm sure he's going to have to have some sort of a major task force underway to to deal with the, you know, the the flood that has already come into this country. What do we do now? Um, it is a huge problem. But I think people know the difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Donald Trump is willing to state the problem. Donald Trump is willing to face the problem. Donald Trump is willing to act to end the problem much different than the group we have in charge right now. How will he um, deal with these radical prosecutors that have taken over the cities? Well, I, I think that we've got to educate people. You know, I think that a lot of people have gone to vote in elections and they voted just a straight Democrat ticket, straight Republican ticket. You know what? People really need to learn who you're voting for. Your vote really does matter because it does elect these people um, into office. And then they just fail to uphold the most basic standards of public safety, it seems. It's, it's insane. Um, so I, I think we need to start talking about it a, a lot more. I think we need to educate people how to vote when they go to the voting booth in, in November, certainly of 24, but in years to come. And I think we've got to expose all of these people. I mean, you know, you can only do so much damage before the people of your city start to wake up. And, and once they start to realize this city is not safe anymore, like New York, like Chicago, like Los Angeles, like San Francisco, like Minneapolis, um, I think it really does make people take a, a step back and think about it. And that's when we need to go in and say, here's the alternative. You can have these people over here who are not following the law, who are not keeping you safe, who are not making sure your kids are able to walk down the streets in your city. Or here's the alternative. And we've got to get great people to run for these offices on the Republican side, people who actually care about law and order. And you know what? Look down at Dallas. Look at the Dallas mayor who just recently announced as a lifelong Democrat, 
He switched his party to Republican. And why? Because he specifically talked about law and order. He specifically talked about holding people accountable and making sure that the streets of his city were safe. And he said, the only way I can do that is the values of the GOP, the values of the Republican Party. So I think that there there's a shift happening in this country right now. And certainly we need to do a great job of talking about it, exposing the bad people, because there are a lot of them, unfortunately, in positions of power right now. And let's get them voted out of office for good. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Thank you, Laura. I know you have to go, so one last question. Any thoughts on what you would like to do when your father-in-law, President Trump, gets back in the White House? Oh, in what capacity? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You tell us. (laughs) Well, well, you know what? I haven't really thought about it. I I tend to focus on the, the task at hand, and the task at hand right now is salvaging our country by making sure Donald Trump becomes the 47th president. Um, You know, I have two kids. My kids just turned four and six years old. I live a great life in Florida. I'm incredibly blessed. I have a great husband, three great dogs. And so right now, I'm just trying to maintain all of that. I haven't considered doing anything outside of of what I I am right now. Um, But I'm always open. Look, if there's some way I can be a positive force, if there's some way that I can be helpful or, or useful in any way, I want to be available, and I certainly would be for anything that would be helpful to my father-in-law in this country. So I guess the answer is stay tuned, and we will see. Fantastic. Said it perfect. On that note, Laura, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today, and good luck, and God bless your family. And thank you. good luck to President Trump. And please send our best to the family. Stay safe, and thank you very much for being here today. You got it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to Cop Talk. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Cop Talk WABC. That's at Cop Talk WABC. Until next time, stay safe out there. Thank you. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com